Welcome to Northgate Christian Fellowship's weekly message series. And now, here is Senior Pastor Ken Jensen. It has been just an incredible, incredible week, and um, so many stories can be told. Um, as Jesse said, it, it, that room filled and emptied and filled and emptied. I don't know how many times, or I lost track. Um, but what was so fascinating to me was to see how so often God knew the need before we did. Um, one of the things that happened is we had people start dropping off like toys and games and all these kinds of things. And I said, I don't know what we're going to do with this, but start a pile over here kind of a deal. And, uh, and we did. <clears throat> and then here, here's one story I got to just tell you. Uh, there's, there's a woman, one of the drivers, one of the volunteer drivers actually has her own business. Um, and, and she supplies products and, um, and uh, resources for uh, developmentally disabled people and uh, particularly with autism. And um, she had been a couple weeks ago at an auction um, with all these kind of supply kind of deals. And, and there was um, these weighted vests and weighted blankets. And if you know anything about autism, those can be incredibly uh, comforting and powerful uh, things. And, and so she was at this a couple weeks ago and uh, they were being auctioned and she, she looked at it and she says, I have no place to put these. I don't know, but the price was so good. <laughs> she couldn't pass it up. So she bought these things brought them. They were sitting in her, uh, in her business. And then she heard that the Sonoma facility had to be evacuated and all of those people had to be moved up to Dixon. So she called up there and she said, you know, I've got all of these, the blankets and vests. And they said, we could use those. So she loaded up her tr- truck or her car and, and um, knew about what was happening here. So she called one of our volunteers, Jan Stevens, and said, hey, I'm heading up to, uh, to Dixon. Do you by any chance have any like games and activities that could be used for kids? And we've got this pile sitting over here. So she said, well, come on by. So she said, as long as I'm going up there, I'll fill it up. So she came, filled up with that. And as she was doing that, she noticed we also had another big stack of um, uh, boxes of stuff for like adult diapers, okay? Um, and, And she said, you know what? We could use those too. So we loaded all that stuff up. She drove up, drove up to Dixon dropped everything off. On her way back, she called back down here and she said, you know, I was up there and one of the things they're asking for is loose fitting clothing, um, things that could be easily removed and changed. And uh, do you have anything like that? And Jan said, I don't know, let me go check. So she went over to the corner where all the uh, clothes were being sorted out and she started uh, talking to the person who was doing the sorting over there. And another lady came in um, and overheard the conversation and she said, well, what about sweat clothes? And she said, that would be perfect. She says, I have two rolling bins full of them out in my van. So she just loaded that stuff up back in the car. She made another trip up to Dixon and got that up there. And it was just like each time that it seemed like, I don't know what we're going to do with this, someone would come in and have that need. And it was just, it was literally, it was like God knew the need before we did and already had the resources here so that when somebody came, there it was. And that just happened over and over and over again throughout the week. And it was just incredible to see in the middle of tragedy, um, people coming together. In the middle of need, 
God providing not just the people, but the resources to be able to do that. And it's really what we talk about when we talk about living generous lives. And I, as I watched this kind of unfold throughout the week, what kept coming back to my mind was a description of the early church, that very first group of Christ followers in Jerusalem. And, and if you read um, the book of Acts, which is really kind of the story of the birth and expansion of the church, if you read the book of Acts in chapter 2, and particularly chapter 2 and chapter 4, it gives a description about the community life of the church. And among things, it says they voted themselves to prayer, to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread. Um, but then it goes on, it says that they also met together. And they came together. And, and there was such a spirit of generosity there that it says actually in chapter 4 that there were no needy persons among them because people who had gave to those who had need. And that just kind of hit me this week that that's, that's a picture of the church. That's when the church is operating as it should. That's what it looks like. That there is this generosity. And I can't tell you how, how powerful it was to me this week. And it wasn't just Northgate. It was all the churches in the community and people that don't even go to church. But to see that happening, um, it, it says about them further on that, that they enjoyed the favor of all the people. In other words, people who are outside the church looking at what was happening inside the church, said things like, I don't know if I believe what they believe. I'm not too sure about all this Jesus stuff, but I want to be a part of that. (laughs) And that's the way the church ought to be. And we talk about it a lot and we preach it a lot around here, but to see it happen was just so gratifying and so fulfilling for us on the pastoral staff. So thank you. Thank our community um, just huge, huge stuff. That's what we do. That's what it means to live generous lives. That's how we're trying to change the way people view the church. And it's why we do everything that we do. To, we got this incredible message, this incredible message of God's grace that Jesus Christ came to this earth, God in human form, and gave his life on a cross, expressing God's love to us, showing us how much he cares, and he did it in forgiveness for our sin. We're the ones that deserve that kind of punishment. But he absorbed it all and then rose to new life. That's our message. And it's not a message that you just talk about, as we saw in the early church. And what we experienced this week, it's something that you talk about and then you show. And it goes on to say that every day, every day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. People saw life change, like we did today, people telling their stories, like we did this week with people sharing and becoming generous. It's what the church is all about. It is our mission, and it is our vision, and it's why we do everything that we do, not just here in Benicia, but it's why we expanded and and opened our Vallejo campus, Because we believe that we have a unique opportunity to reach into other communities beyond our own and and make a difference and talk about life change and demonstrate life change and talk about generosity and demonstrate generosity. And we believe that we've got a unique opportunity to do that. And it's why we started our Vallejo campus. And, And I'm really excited about what God has been doing there. Half of the baptisms this week were people from the Vallejo campus. And I wish you could have heard some of those other stories. Just incredible stories of life change. 
And I'm so excited about what God's been doing over in Vallejo. And I'm so glad for those of you who are normally at our Vallejo campus that you're here with us today. I don't have to talk to you through a TV lens. So, and as we've been looking at this and seeing what's happening in Vallejo, one of the things, I don't know if you know this, but one of the largest growing segments of the population now in Vallejo is young professionals, either single or, or couples without kids. And, and the reason is because housing is so expensive in San Francisco, nobody can afford to live there. And, and housing in Vallejo is so affordable, and it's got mass transit, it's got the ferry, you can take a half hour ride in, you know, and, and there's all these things, and, and it's one of the largest growing segments of the population, and I think we have a unique opportunity to reach into that, that space, to reach into that community, that, those, those people. And so we've been talking about some of the changes that we can make to be more effective and refine, refine our focus to, to really um, reach that segment of people with this incredible message that we have. And so we've been talking about and planning for, and many of you on our Vallejo campus already know some of these things, but we're making some changes. We're um, kind of re, uh, reforming our, the use of our space over there so that we can make a little bit more room for people to hang and be in community and build relationships, not just attending services. And so we're kind of condensing a little bit our, our kids' program um, into other rooms and giving more room for community there. Another, and we've already started that change. Another change that we're going to be making come December, we can't do it December because there's bookings already at the Empress Theater there um, in the evening. But come December, um, one of the things we're going to do is change our meeting time um, at our Vallejo campus. So we're not competing with the Benicia Times uh, service time and giving it some... I don't know if you know this, you probably do, but, you know, because you're here at the 1130 service, but not a whole lot of people get up early on Sunday mornings. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed that. <laughs> like I said, you guys probably do. The 830, the 10 o'clock people, not so much. Um, but so if we can reach that community, then if we change our service time, we can be much more effective in that way. And so beginning in December, December 10th, we're going to move our, our Vallejo campus meeting time to five o'clock in the evening. So you can come, be a part of church, be a part of community, um, go out to a meal together, um, and, and we're targeting a little bit more and getting more involved in, in, in hosting and participating in those kinds of activities for those, that kind of target audience, if you will, um, in Vallejo. So we're, we're kind of refining our focus. Another large segment that we have found uh, over the last six months in Vallejo is empty nesters. There's a lot of old-time Vallejoans um, whose kids grew up and moved out of the house and and, 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 and we have a chance to reach into that community too. So those are some of the things that are happening. We're so excited about it. And uh, just what God has already been doing and what he's going to do in the future. And, and one of the things that we, you can do is you can certainly be praying about that. Um, we, are, we're, we're, we really believe this is an exciting opportunity. Be in prayer for it. And if you can be a part of that, um, we are constantly in need of people who can serve, um, who can be a part of that. And, and maybe, maybe that fits you. And maybe you've been standing on the sidelines and just kind of watching. But somehow this week you realize, you know, standing on the sidelines is not very gratifying. Getting into the game, that's where I want to be. And you can do that. So if you can be a part of not only ministry here in Benicia, but particularly in Vallejo, as, as we refine this focus, please use your connection card. Let us know that you can be a part of that because we'll get you plugged in and show you um, how you can do that. So please, please do that, all right? Um, it's just been an incredible week. This has been a great way to start off the next week. We have no idea what next week looks like. Um, we're going to kind of regroup this afternoon, find out what the need is. I, we know it's not going away for a while. Um, just keep watching our Facebook page. We're posting regularly what we need, what you can bring, 
um, what we might need in the way of drivers. Um, so keep monitoring that. If you have questions, you can Facebook message us through that page. Um, Jerry Shank is on it. You will get an answer. His goal is to get down to within 10 minutes, getting an answer out there, okay? And he's been doing pretty good at that. So um, please be a part of it. Let's keep this generosity going. Let's keep this grace of God. I, I, it's, it's just no accident that our t-shirt this year is give grace. <laughs> uh, it just seems to fit um, what's going on this year. So we're excited about it. Um, just keep praying, keep looking to serve, keep getting involved, all right? And again, remember, our Walk for Water is going on. It is uh, scheduled this coming Saturday. So we, we're, we were really kind of nervous about not being able to meet our goal because so much of an emphasis has become on the need here. And it's huge. We understand that. But we believe, we believe we can make a difference not only here in our own backyard, but we can make a difference on the other side of the world and provide good clean, safe drinking water for people who don't have access to it. So be a part of the the ongoing efforts here. Be a part of Walk for Water. Get signed up. Get sponsors. It's next Saturday morning at the foot of 9th Street um, at the park. It's a 5K walk, and we're going to raise money. Our goal is to be able to fund seven wells. Um, We've got about two and a half so far. So um, this is our last week of push. So please be a part of that. All right. Would you bow your heads with me? I'm just going to ask you to give some thought to this. If you've been standing on the sidelines, but something this week triggered that understanding, I need to get in the game. And whether it's in serving in ministry or giving of your time or financially supporting through your resources... If you would just be willing to say to God today, I want to get in the game. I don't want to stand on the sidelines anymore. Here I am. Here's what I have. Wherever you could use me, Lord, use me. I'm available. I want to make a difference. Now, maybe you're here today and all of your life or most of your life has been living about you, just kind of doing it your own way, figuring it out and muddling your way through all of that. And it's been pretty much all about you. And again, maybe something today or something this week just triggered, you know, there's a better way to live. And I want to tell you there is. And we believe that following Jesus makes life better and it makes you better at life. And if you don't know that relationship, you can take a first step of faith today. And it's just a a willingness to say, God, I'm tired of living for myself, trying to figure it out for myself. I've made enough mistakes, enough failure, enough sin to show for the way that I've been doing it. Today, I want to make a change. And take a first step of faith. And it's just simply asking, God, would you forgive me of my sin? Would you let that grace wash over me? I'm going to put my life in your hands and wherever you lead me, I want to follow you. And if you've never done that, we, every week, we give people an opportunity to make that decision because I think it's the most important decision you can make in your life. And if you find yourself today at a point where you feel like this is, this is what God's been talking to me about and it's time to respond, I'm going to ask you to do, this, do something very simple because I want to pray for you and pray with you as we close. But if you would let me know, but just, I'm not going to make you walk forward, you know, do... Jump in, jump in the water, anything like that. Just raise your hand, look up, 
catch my eye because I want to acknowledge you. I want to see you. I want to pray for you as we close. So would you just, just very simple thing. Raise your hand. Look up. Catch my eye. Yeah. 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 very simple prayer. I'm going to ask you to make this your own. Lord, you know me. You know my faults and my failures, my mistakes. You know my sin. You know I've been pretty much trying to figure this out on my own, and I don't want to live that way anymore. Today I'm asking, would you, by your grace, bring forgiveness to my life? But what you did on the cross, apply it to me. Give me that fresh start, because I want to follow you. And wherever that leads, Lord, today I'm taking that first step. Forgive me, renew me, lead me, putting my life in your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. We trust that you'll join us again soon for another uplifting message from Northgate Christian Fellowship located in Venetia, California.